you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. We really do appreciate them. Today, we're kind of uh, taking a look back at uh, what we discussed this week. We call it the Friday Gumbo Show. It means that everything goes in the pot. You're a part That's of right. that. We're going to open the phone lines up pretty early. And, uh, and one of the main reasons I want to do that today is because we are going to talk around a lot of music today. And these, again, just kind of fall in the category of the kinds of conversations that we have with our children ongoingly. I mean, mm-hmm. we, so, spontaneous conversations um, as we attempt to disciple them and train them to live for God's glory. No one's mm-hmm. claiming to execute that perfectly, but we are desiring I would say mm-hmm. have a strong desire to execute that faithfully. Mm-hmm. So that means to be committed to show up every time, you know, and, and I think sometimes the enemy um, cheats us out of these opportunities with our children and our grandchildren. Cause we feel like, well, I just can't um, not taking into consideration what the spirit of God might do through you. If you're willing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are so many conversations where I feel put on the spot by the kids and I'm just like, Oh, I, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I don't have a pre-planned response to that, but we just start talking and I guarantee you, glory to God, the Holy Spirit um, aids me. Mm-hmm. And and that sounds like a simple thing to say, but it's profound to know that you're not that smart on your own. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you don't, you haven't memorized those scriptures. You didn't even know you knew that scripture, but like the Holy Spirit yes. just aids. And so He's I think helper. sometimes he is, he, the helper. he is the helper. You know, sometimes we just need to, we just need to show up and be, willing like mm. we we've got to be in a position for the lord to do what he's promised to do so anyway um conversations about music are often one of those things you know we're listening to a song and a person sings something that is theologically incorrect and rather than just say well, i don't like that you know like let's <laughs> let's ask some questions about we'll it let's about have a conversation it. Yeah. around it we yeah. talk about it this happens a lot in the car <laughs> right on um, those trips Long, long trips long when trips. we are headed to an area near you. Um, <laughs> these conversations come up. And for a while, I kind of thought that I was, you know, that person. You know what I mean? That person? Like, you are that person. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it off. No, that's, no, you, you that's that. not what I said. <laughs> Please clarify. You never, you never said that. I but never you, say turn it off. But you are that person to bring up the conversation, you know, and... And say, well, let's look at this song, like you know, yeah. I I do. That's a great I, person to be. I do ask: is is what we are listening to? Is it theologically sound? Yes. You know, I I very my question, question is: mm, is that is that really how we are to see ourselves? Is that really how we are to envision God's interacting with us? Mm-hmm. Um, especially songs I feel like that sing 
in some ways they reduce God to like almost being in a needful position. Those are the worst. Like I, that gets, gets under my skin. Like unlike anything else. Like if, if I hear a song where it's like God becomes man and then man in the situation is almost like God. Mm -hmm. And believe me, those songs are out there. Um, I just, Oh, and it's so, it's so attached to an intentionally false doctrine. Like it's, so, so you can really, you can derive from the song that this person has heard this in a teaching. So mm. you have, I think the thing that is so important is that we have to recognize that musicians are artists. Mm-hmm. So what they do is these musicians will take their experiences or they will take, like, let's think in the Christian context, they will take a sermon that they've heard mm-hmm. and then they go, ooh, that really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And so they're mm-hmm. going to set that sermon to music. Mm-hmm. Now, why should that be concerning? That should be concerning because they are singing their doctrine. They are yeah. singing their conviction. They're singing their theology. Yeah. If the theology is bad, then the song is bad. But what's worse, possibly, than bad theology is bad theology that gets stuck in your head because it's a song. Because it's a song, yeah. And yeah. now you're singing something that you never would say, Yeah. but you're singing it because it's catchy and it sounds good. And I, I think that that is really... Um, I think that is really dangerous. So I, th- I think that, man, that is really dangerous. And I, one, of, one of my questions, you know, would be, you know, so you have a, a CD, you have a, a CD, you have a <laughs> whatever you have now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're listening, you're listening to the album, you know, on your device. Let's put it like that. That's how we okay. do it now. That's how and we do it. so you're listening, and there are a couple songs on the album that are not, like the album is, is good for the most part, but there's a couple of songs that's like, oh, oh. Yeah. So I guess my question would be, does it matter what type of album it is? Like if it's mm-hmm. a worship album, I'm yeah. thinking that that the songs on that album are suppo- supposed to be pointing to God and, you know, pointing me to God as I listen and, and worship, you know. But then you have albums who that may have a worship song, a few worship songs in it. Then they have a song about just my life and things are going, you know, this and that. Like all those things seen i guess differently because as as you know because you can have a worship album but then you can have Mm -hmm. just someone's album and they just have different topics that they're covering if what they are here here's my my conviction on that if Mm -hmm. what they are covering is redemptive so a christian because the the question look we are we are whole people we're total people Mm -hmm. so that means that we walk through struggles that means that we suffer disappointment that means that we fail if if the person is singing about that as poetically as they know how to, mm-hmm. but they are also pointing to Christ. Mm-hmm. If that song is redemptive is what I'm saying. Yes. Then I have no problems with that. But these songs from Christians that just want to lean into brokenness and mm-hmm. make the brokenness, the thing mm-hmm. I have a huge problem with that because mm-hmm. th- those yeah. things almost become therapeutic in a, in a bad way. Like yeah. they, it's like reverse therapy. Yeah, and we talk, I remember us talking early on about uh, artist NF. And, yeah, and a great how example. Dark his music was, even mm-hmm. though he's a great talent. He has a great, he, you know, he, he can sing, he can rap, yeah. he can do, you know, but the music, even the, the, the art, the cover art and all that yeah. stuff was all you know, black. And, and, and it seemed like he really dove into topics that were, um, you know, downers, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And a lot of people are, you know, listen to him, you know. Yes. And the thing is, I, I, I think you're right in what you're saying about, you know, is it redemptive? Uh, 
Because you can have a song about dealing with depression or dealing with some things, but where does it end up? Do yeah, you just leave the, the listener there? Like, this is just how it is, my life. Yep. Or is there like, a pointing, <laughs> a pointing to Christ, you know, and how I maybe have come out of this and the the, the victory. Yes. And I think a lot of the songs tend to like kind of leave it there. And it's like, uh, yes. You know. And and that's the, and I'm not trying to sound like, again, that person, mm-hmm. but that's the spirit of this age mm-hmm. that is just to be left there because your brokenness, your scars are all good. Mm-hmm. Like we, we have made the brokenness, the good thing. And if you understand this from an eternal perspective, why would Satan have a vested interest in glorifying our scars and glorifying our brokenness, uh, glorifying our fallenness, like in, in a way that it becomes something that is appealing, that that makes you um, that makes you gloriously human. Mm-hmm. Well, Satan would be interested in this because if this becomes a good thing that we're broken, then no one reaches out to the Savior. Mm-hmm. Like no one turns outside of himself or herself to Jesus. We not only turn inwardly, but I would say to a certain extent, we just nurse that brokenness. We're just mm. like, because we're all broken around here. Like, and, and that becomes a thing that is celebrated. And I think that's really <laughs> concerning. I will yeah. say this. I believe that our children are victims of this in our culture and certainly Christian kids, because there are a lot of Christian artists mm. who don't have deep roots in sound uh, theology, but they are singing songs that are influential. And so I, I want to look at some of those today and talk about that. And so it'll, it'll kind of be like a listening tour. Okay. Um, we'll kind of just this, this, take this little journey mm-hmm. into some of the music that we're singing today and then just ask questions about it, which is something that I do on these long road trips. I just <laughs> ask questions and then I, I bring in a, a biblical response to that question, you know, just to, to force the conversation to go a little bit deeper then I like the way it sounds. The mm-hmm. question is, what are we listening to? So um, let's get into this first song. This first song is um, is wildly popular. This this first song, and and it was, I mean, it may be waning a little bit in its popularity, but it's still one of those that when it kind of, when it came to popularity, um, every church, it seemed like, was singing it. And, and when I first heard the song, I um, I thought, Oh, I've man, it <laughs> sounds good, but I was like, I don't like that word. And so when I would sing it, um, I would change the word. Now, our kids say to me, you know, mom, you can't change other people's music. <laughs> right. Um, and, and to them, I just respond, um, yes, I can. <laughs> you know, yes, I can. Yes, I can and, do. And, and, and yes, I do. You know, <laughs> and again, you know. We don't we don't own the rights to these songs and all of that stuff. And I'm I'm not saying that you can just change people's music. I just I just think it's interesting that, you know, when you have these songs, um, people are singing them, but not really thinking about the deeper meaning of those songs. So anyway, um, maybe we can play just a snippet of it. I don't know what the rules are for how much of it we can we can actually play, but we'll see once once the powers that be tell us. what what they took down and what they blocked because of the use of other people's <laughs> content. It's changed so much, right? Yeah. I, we could have just done this program, but because we're on all we these different platforms, <laughs> you know, yeah, nobody cared. Uh, anyway, so so we'll just see. All right, so the song I'm talking about is uh, Corey Asbury's <laughs> "Reckless Love." Yeah. Um, 
you know this song, you've heard this song, I probably don't even need to play it. And some people, <laughs> if it really gets stuck in your head, you're probably hoping that I don't. But without further ado, here we go. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. And you have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. And you have been so, so kind to me. Okay, so I know I just messed up somebody's really good cry, and I'm sorry about that. I know somebody was like, oh, they love me. I'm sorry. I am so sorry, and I really do sincerely mean that because I, I know that some of these songs are so moving, and to think of God's love for us, it should move us. It should, it should draw us to a place where we are so humbled. The problem is when you say that God's love is reckless, you misrepresent God's love. You misrepresent what God did for us, right? Like it is, it's not reckless because the definition of reckless is not good. It's not good. And there's no place. And in fact, one of our kids actually pointed this out to me um, in the, in the a separate conversation. I thought it was so good. She actually sent me to scripture. She said, there's no place that you read in scripture where reckless is used positively. Mm. And that should be a dead giveaway that we can't use that to describe God. Um, the, the word, so if you look at, and I'm just going to use one New Testament, you can go to the Proverbs, <laughs> find them all throughout the Proverbs <laughs> about reckless people. Um, but if you go to the New Testament, this, this, this description of being reckless actually describes what men will be like in the later days. Like, so, so this is, this is in no way something that we would want to, um, ascribe to the Lord Jesus or ascribe to God, uh, and, Second Timothy. Well, I tell you what I'm going to do because I only got 30 seconds, so I don't want to just breeze through the correction. Um, let us grab this break. On the other side of the break, I'll just jump right into a biblical defense why it is not accurate for us to describe God's love as reckless. All right, Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll be right back. The strongest of towers, a rock for the souls who hope in his power. Our God is a refuge, the Lord is a strength that won't devour. So, in whom are you placing your faith? We trust in the king, won't trust in them things. A strong tower for the safe, so we trust in his name. We rest in the king, so forever we'll sing. Our strong tower who will save us from death and Welcome back to Aaron, Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition, and I'm just kind of jumping right into content because there's a lot that I want to share, but I also want to open the phone lines up and get your take on it get your thoughts your feedback you can feel free to push back on anything that i'm saying you don't have to agree with me and i say that to our kids they don't have to agree with us we're not trying to make them androids 
Uh, but if they are going to disagree and we've brought a biblical case, then they have to disagree biblically. Right. So I would just extend those same rules to you. If you're going to disagree, then just give me something biblically um, loaded to chew on. Right. Like that's like we have to agree that the word of God is our defense. So mm. when we take a position on an issue, it's not so much and shouldn't be driven by our feelings as much as it should be driven first and foremost by what the word of God says. So what does the Bible say? That's w- where we decide that our position is going to be. So we were, we went to the break and we we're talking about this Corey Asbury song, reckless love. So popular. So many people have redone it. So many people have covered it. I will grant you that um, when, you know, the song itself, like all of the the verses and things are just powerful illustrations. Mm-hmm. There's such a great poetic um I guess, metaphor for, for God's love for us. And and that's what poets do. You expect songwriters to do this. Uh, but when he gets to the place where he says that God's love is reckless, I, in my mind, I'm like priceless, precious, like all of these <laughs> would be good. Like I just, and you know, but I just, I have, I have a problem with the word reckless. And so then when you look in second Timothy and reckless is not ever good spoken of in scripture. And so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't define or describe God's love as reckless. That's my bottom line. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'm going to start at verse 1. Verse 4 is where I want to end up, but I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips um, or malicious gossips without self-control, brutal haters of good. Brutal haters of good and verse four, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And if you go back and if you if you care enough and you do just like a, a, a Greek study, just real quick on that word, what what is that word? It's transliterated and I'm going to butcher it, but it's propetas, I think is how you would say it. And it means headlong. So like to like to go headlong. So it's it's to be heady, like to just like be to be reckless, like to fall headlong, mm-hmm. like beyond your control, like just to fall when, when a kid, especially the little ones, the toddlers, <laughs> you say, oh, man, he fell head first. It's like that head just took him down like boom, like he had no control and, and the rest of the body just had to go. And I think about that and I think, man, you know, to describe God's love as as something that just, you know, well, he just, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. wasn't really thinking straight. There's no reason why he <laughs> should love you. Like, my goodness, Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. So his love is not reckless. It's actually very calculated. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Jesus to fulfill all of the prophecies of his coming, um, and there are still prophecies outstanding of his second coming, this is not reckless. Right. This, this is not something that, that you know, who is it? Um I heard a pastor say that the coming of Christ was not in an ambulance. He was not responding to an emergency situation. Mm. Oh, my goodness, the people have fallen. What shall we do? I know a savior. No, he's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God's love is calculated. God, God's love is estimated, if, if, if you will. Like, it's not something that is reckless. And so anyway, that's my position on that one. I'm going to move on and we'll open the phone lines and you can address any of the songs, but I'm going to move quickly. Will the great, unless you wanted to add something to that was, did I? No, I just looking on our chat and someone says priceless is a, a much better substitution. I like priceless. I just uh. think like, cause you can keep the rhythm. You don't have to lose the rhythm <laughs> of the song. 
priceless love of God. Like you can keep it, right? Like, I mean, and so actually when I sing the song, because sometimes it gets stuck in my head, I change the word. My conscience won't let me sing that reckless to me is bad. Anyway, um, okay, so now here's the other thing. Feelings. Oh, my goodness. Feelings. We are so stuck in our feelings. feelings. My goodness. (laughs) And this culture says, actually, don't forget yours. Don't forget yours. This culture says, lean into it. Lean in. Um, (laughs) No remedy to the feelings. Just just feel the feelings Mm. is the thing. And this is um, illustrated. Man, if I could just say how much I really like Taryn Wells. (laughs) I just want to say that right now. I want people to understand. Okay. Um, Taryn, he is the God of the hills and valleys. Okay. <laughs> yes, he you is. know, when we pray, Taran, God moves, God he yes. answers. No, I'm telling Taryn that I agree with him. Okay. He, like God, I'm telling Taryn, yes, you're right. He is the God of Amen. the hills and valleys. I agree with you. <laughs> I just want to say that because, because there are so many great songs that he, you know, has sung and, and I don't know that he's written all of them. I, I don't know. I should have looked up to see if he wrote this one. I think he wrote it with some other people. He, it's like kind of like a, a collaboration. Mm. But this song on his latest project is very troubling to me. Okay. So this song is Afraid With You. And I'm actually going to juxtapose this song with another song that's a new release from an artist named Anna Golden. No relation. Anna Golden. <laughs> and... um. And I just want to juxtapose these two songs and kind of show you where is a better place to go as we poetically deal with people's hurt. Because that's what they're doing. They're trying to address people's hurt. But how do you do that in a way that is redemptive? So to start, and I (laughs) just listen very carefully here. Um, Taryn Wells, Afraid With You. Here we go. Can't stop your tears, but I lay beside you on the floor and let mine fall into yours. I can't be your peace, but I'll stay right by you in the storm. I'll fight beside you in the war. I might not have all the words, might not be able to fix all the hurts. Pretend to know what you're going through, yeah. But with the weight of the pain's too heavy, with your lost and you're scared to death, I wanna feel it too. I'll be afraid with you. If your fears got your heart surrounded, I'm right here. You can take my hand. But thinking you're alone is a lie 
Okay, I played that one a little bit longer because I, I desperately wanted you to hear the second verse. That is Tiffany Hudson singing the second verse. That's even more disturbing to me than the first verse. And so for people who are listening, they're like, but I didn't catch it, Mika. Don't worry. Got you covered here. Okay, so Taryn Wells's lines open this way, um, and I'm just going to read it to you. I can't stop your tears, but I'll lay beside you on the floor and let mine fall into hey, yours. Very poetic. Very, I mean, that's some deep, <laughs> wow. rich poetry that's saying that I'm going to hurt with you. Let's let our tears <laughs> fall into each other's tears. Okay, okay, all right. Um, I can't be your peace, but I'll stay right by you in the storm. I'll fight beside you in the war. Okay, okay. And almost your heart is longing for like, but but bring in Jesus. Where, how? How are you fighting with me? And you're crying with me. okay. But where is the redemption? Where is the hope? And then the girl, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer, Tiffany Hudson. Sorry, Jennifer. She's like, no, nah, that wasn't me. But it should have been. Get saved. Okay, here we go. So so here is here is the girl. Her name is Tiffany Hudson. This is what she says. This is very disturbing to me, people. She says, if you let me in, I'll listen to the voices in your head. Oh. I'll oh, meet man. you. I'll meet you in the middle of your mess. I might not have all the words, might not be able to fix all the hurt, but thinking you're alone is a lie. Now, here's the problem. The problem is they have positioned themselves as the remedy for these people. So thinking you're alone is a lie. But remember, the person who's coming to your aid is me. Mm. We're the, I'm the one flowing my tears into yours. I'm the one listening to the voices in your head. Oh, oh my goodness, man. what? Don't like, do that. Don't okay. do that. And so, wow. so when we listen to this, and, and so my question for my young people in my life is, okay, guys, what's, what's missing here? Well, what's missing here is Jesus. What's missing here is the right response to people's hurt, what is ailing them. It's not just for you to feel with them. This is not what God calls us to offer a lost world that we just feel with them. One, we're supposed to point them to the source of eternal life mm. Two, now. Look, when people are weeping in the context of the body of Christ, mm -hmm. okay, we weep with those who weep. We mourn with those who mourn, but here's an understood context, right? That we have made much of Christ together. So I'm, I'm, and the hope that we both share as we weep together is in Christ. What does the apostle Paul say to those who have lost loved ones? We don't grieve as those who have no hope. Right. So yeah. we grieve, but we're not, it's not this world's, hopelessness you yeah. understand what i'm saying That's good. so here is a better option and i recently heard this song and i said to mariah introduced me to it and i said oh my goodness i said this is the rival song to the afraid with you one i said this is the one where you kind of you 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 hit the mark here this is anna golden and this song is called take it to jesus mm-hmm Okay, so right up front, you know exactly where she's <laughs> going with this. It is a beautiful song. It does not ignore people's pain. It does not ignore people's hurt. And it does not ignore our call to, to, to bear with one another as they suffer, right? It does not ignore that call either, but it obviously and overtly points to Jesus as the ultimate remedy. Here we go. I 
have no idea what to say right now. How could any words ease the pain right now? Something like this will never make sense. Will never make sense at all. I have no idea what to say right now. And if you wanna come, you can stay for a while. Take it to Jesus. Let's take it to Jesus. Oh man. I really do sincerely apologize for interrupting your moment here. <laughs> and as as well as my own moment, that is so solid. <laughs> that is so solid. We live in a world where people are really hurting. And when we are able to connect with them over that hurt and acknowledge that hurt, we're not ignoring it. We're not saying, oh, just get over it and pull yourself right. up. We're saying, it. You, I can't even explain what you're going through right now. I don't have an answer for that. I can't make sense of that for mm. you. Mm. But I know a place where we can go together. And I love that she even writes, let's take it to Jesus. Mm. So I am going to bear this burden with you. It is not just I'm just laying on the floor and crying with you. It is, I, I don't have the answers, but I know who does. Guys, this is the task that we have as Christians in 21st century America. So again, just in case you missed some of the lyrics, this is uh, written by Anna Golden, uh, Jesse Parker Early, and Monty Rivera. Is, these are the co-authors of this song. She writes, I have no idea what to say right now. How could any words ease the pain right now? Something like this will never make sense, will never make sense at all. I have no idea what to say right now. And if you want to come, you can stay for a while. I know a place we can go right now. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Pack all of your pieces. You're broken, broken and bleeding. All of your grief and doubt. I know a place we could go right now. And then she says, when your questions don't have answers, and you just can't understand it when your mind just won't stop running and the tears just keep on coming. You don't have to explain it. He hears you before you can speak. Come with me. Let's take it to Jesus. Let's take it to Jesus. I have to tell you not to hang everything on this one song, but if we can have the type of Gen Zers, I believe that um, Anna Golden would be in the Gen Z category. If we could have the kind of Gen Zers that truly imbibe that truth from scripture that Jesus is sufficient. And then they put that in their music. That gives me a lot of hope. 
that that actually makes me feel pretty hopeful that we could have kids of this generation who understand that it's broken, it's messed up, and they're not going to be able to have the answers or the solutions to everybody's situation individually. But there is one who does, and his name is Jesus. 888-589-8840. Join the conversation. The, the phone lines are open now. I want to hear from you. 888-589-8840. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. Has your confidence been shaken? Is your faith in yourself faded? Been there too long to know what to make of it anymore. Just know that you're stuck and can't get free. Don't even know what you Come the safest of places And you're too tired to finish the race And all you're down to be to get around When the winds and the wind push harder When you feel like you can't get through He is there with you in the water And He believes in you When you're lost and you're broken So this one kind of snuck up on me. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons. <laughs> this one was just played in a um, in a music playlist that yeah. was put together by the kids. And so it was on one of our drives coming back from a conference somewhere. And this one just <laughs> snuck up on me. We had a great conversation on this one. Oh, my goodness, because I was listening <laughs> to it, and it was my turn to drive. I was driving. And so, you know, super alert because driving. And I was like, what? <laughs> and And I thought, God believes in me. <laughs> he believes in me. And so I go, who is this? And the kids, it's Danny Gokey. Who is a great artist. Wonderful artist, He's Danny. He's a great artist. But they have these songs. They have these, a couple songs on the album sometimes that's like, wait, wait, what? I know. And, and that's the thing that makes this so difficult because I'm not saying at all toss out the artist. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, and this is the kind of robust conversation we're supposed to be able to have without people being wrapped in their feelings. Like, right. we can get out of our feelings and say, okay, I just don't like that song. I, I find it problematic. I don't think you're going to see anywhere in Scripture where God says of himself that he believes in man. <laughs> no, you, I, and you I know why? Because he knows us. <laughs> okay? And, and even, and I understand that this is a, a charge to be courageous, Mm -hmm. This is this is saying, hey, you can do it, you can do it. But even when the Lord tells Joshua to be strong and courageous, he tells him because he's with him. Yeah, it's it's not this sort of I my own inner strength. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to do this. I'm going to muster it up. Nope, because the Lord is with you. And so all of that understanding of what we can do goes back to a, a complete and total dependence on God. So this this to me falls in the category of us in inadvertently. I don't think it's intentional reducing God to the status of man. Hmm. Like God doesn't need to believe in us or anyone. Okay. Right. I mean, what does he say in scripture? If there's another God, I don't know him. <laughs> One yeah. of my favorite lines in scripture. If there's another God, I don't know him. Okay. So God says this of himself. He doesn't need to believe in us. I understand the aim there, but when we sing these songs, what we 
subtly do is reduce God. We, we reduce who he has revealed himself to be. Right. And I think we have to be careful. Guess what? The phone lines are so loaded up right now. So I'm going to just stop talking. I'm going to go right to the phone lines. Agree with me. Disagree with me. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I do care. I want to talk to you. But I mean, you're not going to offend me if you disagree with right. me is what I'm saying when I say That's, I don't care. Right. So I mean that lovingly. All right. Um, let's, let's, let's fire it up. Will the Great, where are we going? All right. Let's go to Arthur in uh, West Virginia. Hi, Arthur. Hello, Arthur? Yes, I'm, I'm here. Are you there? Yes, go yes, ahead. Yes, sir, go right go ahead. ahead. Okay. Um, I'm agreeing with you on the, the lyrics not being scriptural. It takes away a lot of the meaning from uh, uh, the song lyrics. But uh, also, when you take the father and son's name that are loaded throughout the scriptures, you take that out. You take out a lot of meaning out of the songs. At least it does for me. Mm. I mean, why would you want to do that and claim that you love them? Oh, that's a mm. great point. And, you know, that's thank that's kind of, thank you so much, Arthur. I, I appreciate that. That's kind of the point I was making yesterday. If we are singing songs to the Lord, if we are singing songs about our Savior, we could at least mention them by name. Like we, we could at least say the name, you know, and I think, yeah, you're making such a powerful point. And, and I appreciate I just will tell you how even your express, expression of that touches you. Thank you so much for those comments. Will the Great, where are we going next? All right, let's go to Jerry in Nebraska. Hi, Jerry. Hello, Will and Nikki. Love to talk, hear your show. Thank, Thank you. you. Am I there? Yes, go oh, ahead. Yeah, you go right Thank ahead. You. Thank ahead. you so much. Hey, love to hear your show. You Thank know, you. you're talking about two different types of music on the show. You're talking about entertainment music versus worship. Ooh, and yes. uh, I kind of feel if you can take a song and insert the name of your boyfriend or girlfriend instead of Jesus, it's not a worship song. Ooh, it's an on. entertainment song. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I spent a, a good number of years in the Dallas metro area going to Baruch Hashem Messianic Synagogue. And all of their worship music, which was intended for worship and praise, not entertainment, mm-hmm. it was all coming from the Psalms written by yes. the, uh, the music directors. Mm-hmm. And they have a, a very good musician there named Ted Pierce, who has spent his lifetime writing messy and, uh, music. And again, mm-hmm. most of it taken directly from the Psalms. Uh, yes. No other personal words. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's just my comment. Thank that's you. a great comment. That, that's, a, that's a great point, too. Yeah. Go ahead, because, Will, you want to, yeah. Because I think the thing is, if if it's if it's supposed to be worship music, then you know it has it has to have those elements. Now That's I don't right. think that songs that you know are, are are just sung and you know maybe entertaining or good, but if they're not profane, you know, right, right. not profane. Not, mm-hmm. I don't think that they are bad. But I think you know if we're presenting it as like I'm talking to the the Lord and mm-hmm. it's so vague. I think that's a problem. Yes, it is know? a problem. So you know, I think Shane and Shane do a wonderful job of setting the Psalms to music. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've been so impressed by how they have modernized a lot of the Psalms, taken those Psalms where you when you hear them singing you almost know exactly the song that they've taken it from. I think they've mm-hmm. done a great job. I really, I, I think if we go back to a biblically anchored view of God and write songs from that perspective, you could write songs from the entirety of the Bible. 
the psalms will make it easier because they've got refrains like you know you mm-hmm. sing and pause for a moment you know and and all of that but i think you could go from genesis to revelation if you are steeped in the word of god and you could write accurate songs of praise and worship yeah. and it would be recognizable to people well to people who read the book it would be recognizable yeah anyway that's just my thought well the great where do we go next all right let's go to chris in north carolina hi chris hey how y'all doing doing hey. good Hey, hey, man! I love, I love when I catch y'all when I'm home, riding home from work. Uh, I just love what y'all have to say. And so, Thank so you. Edifying. Thank um, you. This time though, I got one little pushback on the record of a guy. Bring it. Oh shit, my song. I do love uh, analysis. You know, as a Christian artist myself, um, analysis. I think it's it's important to, to understand what we're reading, what we're getting back, and we're playing for our kids and stuff like that. Um, the Reckless Love of God song, though, I think, you know, like, as as far as the world goes, because we know that the, the gospel is foolishness to the world, so why would someone send their son to die for us, you know? And so I think in that sense, it could appear as reckless, like, man, why, why would God do that? You know, but his love is certainly calculated, it's not aimless, but it's like, so so, so in that sense, I can see, like, okay, it could be, like, appear as reckless to mm-hmm. someone who doesn't understand the love of God, you know, so... Um, but that's the only thing. And then the other songs, I was like, wow, I hadn't heard them other songs. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's like, I'm in your head. and scary. Your voices and, and I was like, wow, that's kind of like, I, I don't know about that. You know, like, <laughs> it's kind of scary, you know? Yeah. It's really scary. Um, but, you know, you, it, and, and the CH round, like, over the years, hmm. you know, and involved with over 20 years, um, I seen a, a ship where we, we called it gospel rap. You know, it's a Christian rap. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we had this war where it's like, oh, I'm not a Christian rapper. I'm just a rapper that's a Christian. Oh, and I on. think it's the same thing. So it's, 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 it's like that across all genres. And we have to be careful. And, you know, let the Holy Spirit God is convict us. Just don't, like, passively listen, you know. and, and you That's know, right. And stuff like that. So that's all. Man, Man, Chris, thank, thank you, you Chris. so much. I appreciate that. Like that's look, and I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you because you <laughs> you still you still want like you oh, don't touch regular love. That's fine. Like <laughs> you know, and I my thing is as we have these kinds of conversations that at least on both sides, if we disagree, um, that we're thinking about and we're going okay. You know, let me process that. I think I real. I'll tell you what I really think though. I think if and maybe he did this. I don't know that he didn't do this, but I think if Corey Asbury had sat down with a pastor, um. And, and said, hey, would you would you comb over these lyrics here? Just a cursory comb over. Like, just look at it real quick. I think a pastor, I I, I hope a pastor <laughs> would have said, oh, I don't uh, know about reckless. Mm, like, mm, you know what I I don't know. I hope. That's I hope what too, I, I but hope, I... You know, so anyway, <laughs> but okay, where do we go next, Willie Great? All right, let's go to Dennis in Texas. Hi, Dennis. Hey, Will, how you doing? Doing great. Anyway, real quick, you guys are preaching to the choir. I'm a musician. I play nursing homes for a living. Hmm. But anyway, I just want to make a couple quick points. Uh, anytime it says anything negative in the Bible, it's on the dark side. When, and when she was talking about reckless, about it being headlong, I, I immediately thought about the swine going headlong into the sea with the demons hmm. in Jesus. But... Uh, yeah. Bottom line is that everybody got their good side and their dark side. I mean, for instance, Hendrix at one time was playing Duty Child, the next minute he's playing Angel. Mm. Yeah. Man, I think that's such... I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I think you're making an excellent point. I think it's a really excellent point that when, when we look at the negative terms that are used in Scripture, those terms that specifically describe 
what we would consider void of God. I, I just think we have to be careful and not yeah. try to take those terms because in a sense you have to be able to say, wait, but the Bible's telling you what it means. Right. The Bible is telling you what it means. The Bible is describing it. And I think we, you know, we have to be very careful that we don't try to take um, what is unclean or what is profane and then try to put God on top of that, you know, mm -hmm. and that's a whole, mm -hmm. that's a different conversation, but we've seen that happening a lot um, as Christians are navigating culture today. So anyway, no, but great, great point there. When you have something that's negative in, in the Bible and referring to darkness, I mean, it's very explicit. It's very clear. Yeah. Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Stephen in Louisiana. Hi, Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. I, uh, I'm here, down here in Louisiana, and I remember when I was a kid growing up, man, uh, in the Lower Ninth Ward, mm. there was uh, two sanctified churches in, uh, uh, not too far from each other. And uh, mostly what we heard was instrumentals coming from a bump, a bump, a bump, you know. Mm -hmm. And we'd be out there <laughs> playing football, running to the rhythm of the beat. Uh, it was one on Rufinac and Des uh, uh Street, La Manche, right off of Miro. Mm -hmm. You know, Mother <laughs> Butler was one and Mother Jordan was the other one at uh, <laughs> different churches, you know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, my point that I'm getting to is that you know how Satan works. So, and his name was Lucifer. God cast him out and his cohorts. Mm -hmm. uh, but God still had prayers going on. And that's mentioned in the Bible about the, I think it's the cherubim. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, there's there is something called the, in Scripture, yeah, no, that's a great point that you're making. There is something known in Scripture, um, it's called the Trisagion. It's the thrice holy mm, song holy, holy, of holy. heaven, holy, 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 yeah. that these living creatures never yes. stop saying, holy, 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 you are absolutely right. right. There is praise in mm -hmm. heaven, yeah. yes, Amen. yes. And, but, but, but notice this, that Satan, uh, he, he, he uh, allowed the eyes to be open of the woman and the man, Adam and Eve, when they saw that the fruit was good, it was it looked good, mm -hmm. and they tasted it. It tastes good to them. Mm -hmm. But not everything that sound good and look good is good. And we yeah, both know true. that. We all know that. Yeah. That's right. Look at Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke made some, some very good uh gospel music and mm -hmm. you don't hear that in church uh the woman with the discharge i don't know the name of that song uh there was another one i can't think of the name of it but there's some secular songs that were sung to man for your precious love if that was replaced with, with god because the woman and uh, there was a lot of redos mm -hmm. and guys sang that song too but i mean you know there was some songs that was made that did that that was made for uh, a love for woman to man, a man mm -hmm. to woman, and you know it's it's it seems to me that a lot of music can be interpreted just like rap. You know, some people mm -hmm. like y'all on y'all show, y'all play a lot of rap music. I'm mm -hmm. 68, man. Uh, <laughs> I really, you know, when I was listening to rap, it was the last poets, and that was oh, revolution. I know who they. I know who they are. You know, yeah. but I mean, you know, the vendors. Uh, uh, people that sold vegetables and fruit was was rapping, man, and 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 <laughs> women that were selling their what you know selling their bodies on the streets was rappers mm. way back in the days. That's wow. how they sold themselves, mm. you know. That's 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 the that's the history of rap. 
Man, that's so interesting. It well, and I think what what you're describing too also would be known as the hip hop culture, yeah. which is characterized. The music is a component of that, but it's a whole culture that characterizes that's that. Right. Um, let me just say this, and then I'll offer my last, I guess, little commentary. I just want to say to our brother Stephen, I love your accent. Yes. <laughs> okay, you are taking us back to New Orleans. For all of our listeners, I just want you to recognize that that is what we call a thick New Orleans accent. <laughs> Some of the street names he listed, y'all thought he was speaking French. You're like, is he? Is that another language? <laughs> no. He is so from New Orleans. He's not just from New Orleans. He's so from New Orleans. And I loved hearing that. It made me think of gumbo and just, I mean, it's just so good. All right, um, we have to be careful what we listen to. It matters the songs that we sing about God, and I think we're going to have to leave it there. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.